Denvercrush.com Another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica, and I am Chris Seaton. And if you listened to our last episode, you know who is with us. Say hello, good sir. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Hadamio, who is very stuffy right now. He's uh, all fine. of us are sick. This is the sick episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's uh it's uh, the, the the flowers are blooming in California because. We got hit with a fire hose of rain after four years of no rain, so everything is, like, alive and kicking and just spreading pollen all over the place. Everyone is miserable if you have allergies out here right now. Well, I don't have allergies. I just have a cold. (laughs) Yeah, you're physically sick. Jessica's got allergies, and she's... You might hear her occasionally blow her nose. I am, I, I got sinus pressure, so that's a wonderful thing right now. So you feel like you're drunk without without the joy of drinking. So <clears throat> it's a beautiful time we live in. So if you listened to the last episode, which was a few days ago, we uh, sat down and reviewed Kong. Um, and, you know, we took about a month off. In that time, there has been a tsunami of news that we have to talk about. Um, I did promise you people that we're going to go a little more topic based this year, but oh, there's too much. Including the big news that literally came out hours before we sat down to record this episode, which concerns the Godzilla anime film. So, uh, we now have a title. Uh, Jessica, what is the title of this film? Um, it is. I'm so sorry, we're talking. Talking about the anime. I, I, was, I sneezed. Good thing <laughs> it was on mute. Uh, but, um, yes, we are talking about Pacific the, Rim Uprising. No, no, we're talking about the anime, the Godzilla anime film. Oh, no. Oh, no. God, uh, Godzilla Monster Planet. Yes. So, we have Godzilla yeah. Monster Planet. Kaiju Wakse. Thank you, Mark. Not to, be, not to be confused with Monster Planet of Godzilla, which was the, three, the 3D motion ride mm-hmm. that was... Uh, Operating at uh, Sanrio Pearl Land in the mid '90s. Is that the one that uh, you were on the Garuda or like a yeah. ship like the Garuda? Yeah. Yeah, they they remodified the Garuda, made it to a ship called Earth, mm-hmm. and then you're just you you're on board and you were transported to a planet which is basically the new Monster Island. That's where all the kaiju are sent to. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, yeah, portal yep. they come back to Earth, and uh, and pretty much it's. I mean, it was oh, what they put did. Uh, you have this footage, don't you? Yes, I have the whole film. It was on the, uh, was it on the DVD like release or something or? Were... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I looked for it for years. I mean, you know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked for it for years. I was determined to get a copy of it, and then uh, finally, um, when was it? Back, uh, yeah, around the time uh, when Final Wars came out. Uh, Japan released uh, the DVD box set, the Godzilla Perfect Collection, mm-hmm. and uh, that had every Godzilla film up until that point, plus a special bonus disc, which, uh, thanks to my friend Tetsu Shioda, 
told me what was exactly what was on that disc. A gold mine of <laughs> material, rarely seen material. And among it was the entire film of Monster Planet of Godzilla. So I had to track down, you know, that box that me. I was going to pay for that disc alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I did. I got a used copy off of eBay from somebody in Japan. It didn't come with the giant head or the book or anything. I didn't care as long as I got that disc. Like but I did get, yeah, yeah, did get the full box with all the movies too. But yeah, that alone was worth it. But recently, though, I think it did was included as an extra on the Japanese Blu-ray or DVD release of the uh, 2014 Godzilla. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was included as an extra on the Japanese release. Double so, and, and now I think somebody uploaded it to YouTube, so now it, it's pretty... You know, if you look for it, you can find it. It's like, that's how they got me to buy two copies of Back to the Future. So after the Back <laughs> to the Future ride closed, and they're like, hey, we're really releasing the films individually. It's like, yeah, I don't need it. It's like, we put the ride footage on one of them. like, damn it, I'm paying twenty four ninety nine just for the ride footage. See, now, now uh, when this... Uh, this new Shin Godzilla ride that's at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka. Mm-hmm. You know, that's only a, uh, scheduled for a limited run. Yeah. I think it ends like in May or June. Uh, so hopefully that footage will find its way on some kind of video release. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. People have been pretty good about filming rides and stuff now. Like, you can go visit Shanghai Disneyland without having to go to Shanghai. That's how good a lot of people are, are about filming theme park rides. Yes. So it's, and if you haven't, Go look up that uh, the Shanghai Pirates of the Caribbean. It puts everything on, on both coasts here in America to shame. It really? is a it is a magical like I literally think they pulled wizardry on this thing. They <laughs> did. Well, you know, a lot of the things they said is to quickly talk the the rides were it's one of the newest parks and mm. so all the technology has been upgraded to modern times. I really do think if we put the Disney Imagineers in charge of this country, we would end up like the Jetsons in about five years' time. <laughs> like things would be so much better. It would it just let if Disney's getting close to to pretty much owning the world as it is. I would just say let them do it. Or it, it, it couldn't be any any worse than anything that's going on. I don't think anybody would complain about that either. <clears throat> I get we probably get rocket packs finally too. <laughs> They're like, your total obedience, but everyone gets rocket packs. Sold. Like, where do we sign? Um, That's like the, uh, the, the hover bike thing on The Simpsons. <laughs> Who do you love? Hover bikes. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the Godzilla anime, Godzilla Monster Planet, which it sounds like a, um, an IDW title, which I love. Um, very, very kind of like... I. I Little out, outside the box of like your normal normal Toho affair, like in terms of monster titles. Yes. Um. Uh, so uh, we know. First things first. We don't have to wait for long to see this. Unlike Shin Godzilla, we're like, well, when do we get to see it? And we had to wait for the bidding war. We had to wait for, you know, uh, Funimation to pro- you know formally announce they got the film. No, no, no. Before anything was even announced for, for this past, like, hey, we're doing this movie, uh, last week we got the word, and I believe August Ragone was the one to properly break it for us English-speaking folk, that Netflix has acquired the film for not just a Japanese release, but a worldwide release. So, That's very good news. Yes. So unlike Shin Godzilla, where it was a limited theatrical rollout, and there's a lot of people in parts of the country like, I didn't get to see it everybody gets to see it. There's no excuse 
not to watch this thing. Like, there will, I, there will be viewing parties of people sitting on their damn computers with this thing. That's how awesome it's going to be. Even if the movie sucks, it'll, it's just going to be awesome. We all can watch a Godzilla movie at the exact same time, though. It's a marvelous yes. future we live in. So, just like now how when the Marvel film or new Marvel series uh, premieres on Netflix, just like uh, I read Jessica's posts mm-hmm. the other night, waiting for Iron Fist, 12.01 a.m., <laughs> she pulls it right up. How was Iron Fist, Jessica? It was not what I expected. <laughs> your your so, speaks volumes. I'm trying to take the positives from it. I mean, there are there are a certain there is a certain character. I guess it's only been a week or two weeks. Yeah. I keep thinking how much spoilers I can I still give. I haven't watched a single episode yet. We are in so, but, but there are there there is a certain major character that they handled extremely well. I do. I do believe just go that. Ahead. Just go ahead. Ace, oh, okay. Spoilers, well, I mean, spoilers. I love Ward Meacham. He's done really, really well. He's my new uh, Jerry Hogarth. Is a character that you hate it in the beginning, but you turned it around and you really start to feel empathetic, and he's got great depth and dimension into his character. And you end up loving him at the end, and you feel very empathetic. Mm-hmm. I also looked up the actor. He's won several Emmys for act for acting. Yeah. So it really, you could tell with the nuances of how he brings the character. He did a great job. Colleen Wing is exactly the badass that she is advertised to be in all the trailers. Mm-hmm. However, I do feel that the Iron Fist is more, it's something that can be truncated to several episodes instead of 13. And I really do believe that it just shows you a peak of what he can do. So I kind of, I've actually read it. People who love Iron Fist, were a little bit disappointed. But those who went in just watching it, they really liked it. Because they, they knew nothing about the character. So they were watching it because everyone talks about it. So I realized they liked it. But there are those that really look forward to it. And I think like me, because he's one of my favorite Marvel characters, it was not what we were expecting. I believe it's more of a Danny Rand film. Excuse me, Danny Rand series. As opposed to an Iron Fist series. So that's something that I think people should take away while they're watching it. And honestly, I think I think if people like it, that's great. Then it's for them. But if they don't like it, then they don't like it. Can you, can uh, you at least tell me one thing? Does he at any point put the bandana on? I was about to ask that no. question. Oh. The no. The Luke Cage no. scene of him wearing the clothes similar to his uh, Hero for Hire outfit. Yeah. They at least gave us that. Like, If you're doing Iron Fist... At one point, you need a button, naval button-down pop collar and at least a bandana. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, then why call him Iron Fist? Oh, that's disappointing. You know, it's, it's, something, it's something that either you love it or you hate it. I do feel like there's a lot more controversy for this one. Daredevil did and it. I, Daredevil yeah. did it for yeah. a whole season, and people loved it. They're like, why do we need the red outfit? Let's got the black. I'm like, no, no, we have to work our way to the red outfit, otherwise he's not Daredevil. I get it. That's fine. They made they made the stupid Trial the Incredible Hulk outfit cool. That was, that you pulled the impossible. That's fine. You can put a yellow bandana, you can put a yellow bandana on on whoever, in, on any, whatever actor, and that's, that's all I needed. 
that is all in the drag. You put the dragon tattoo on his chest, yellow bandana over his head. Fine. Yeah, they had a scene where you know he's fighting somebody, but he, he's trying to hide his identity. He grabs a yellow shirt or rag and just quickly ties it over his fa- uh, his face, and, and fights for a while with that. And his shirt gets his shirt gets uh, ripped open, mm-hmm. and one pose of him like that. That's all you need. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, Luke Cage. Yes. Luke Cage has yes. been set up as like nowadays he walks around in a tight white T-shirt and some jeans. Like that's the that's the beauty of, uh, of Brian Michael Bendis right there. It's like that we're we're you know we're keeping him simple. You know, at least there could have been a point when he could have been walking around in a yellow T-shirt that would have been perfectly acceptable as well too. But you know, at least we don't. Yeah, we don't see that in this Iron Fist. Not even a small Easter egg of what he looked like. Now there is. We do see another Iron Fist in the outfit that we would like uh, um, in a later episode. However, it's more like one of his predecessors, someone else who was able to have the mantle of the Iron Fist. We actually don't see our Finn Jones slash Danny Rand in that outfit. And something that I did like about Daredevil was, sure, they eased into his red suit, whatever it is. But it opened up with him already wearing something over his eyes and his head, yeah. something that would at least try to hide his identity as he went out. Exactly. So we were able to see a prototype of suit. Mm-hmm. We did not see that with Iron Fist. No. Uh, that's disappointing. The whole thing I hear feels like it was just, it was like a rush production. Like, I, it sounded like, like, we just, let, let's just get through this to get to, uh, to get to Defenders. Oh, that's that's it's that's sad. Oh, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm, I'm still gonna check it out. Like I watched them all already, and I'll say this: it sounds like it has the same problem that I had with Jessica Jones, where it's like this is a good six-episode story stretched out to thirteen, and you're really you're really living off the charm of David Tennant on this show. That's 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 where you're falling on your sword. <clears throat> so. Well, all right. Well, en- enough about that. Let's, we got diet. We got. Back on the course. So, Godzilla Monster Planet. Uh, we're getting it. Uh, official Japanese release date has been set for November. No proper date yet, but it's coming out in November. So, I'm assuming it's gonna. We're gonna be getting it by the end of the year. We'll probably see it like a month after. So, it'll probably be a December release out here. It makes perfect sense. In fact, it kind of lines up with the old '90s Godzilla films. That was. For those who weren't around during those times, Christmas time was when you got a new Godzilla movie. It was glorious. Like, the whole gear built to it. It was like, ooh, exciting. And then sometimes it was a little disappointing when you had, like, the year and a half later when the bootleggers finally got it. And you're just like, oh, I waited all the time for this. But whatever. There, there was always something new around the corner. Sometimes the chase is better than the catch. Um, so we got that. We also got the synopsis for the film. Now, this this is where I really want to talk about because when we talked about Shin Godzilla, when <laughs> we did a review, <laughs> excuse me, our review, and uh, we we all applauded that Toho was finally allowing other people to kind of give their own take on Godzilla. They were willing to forego a lot of like minutia and you know the the silly ground rules and let and open up and go wild with it. I mean, Shin Godzilla is a huge departure from any other Godzilla film. The anime is no different from what we've been told. <coughs> Would you say that's a bit of an understatement, Mark? Uh, yeah, I mean, because so far we're we're seeing, you know, 
we've seen no clue as to what Godzilla will look like. All we're seeing so far are some uh, futuristic vehicles, uh, mechs, and uh, humans with uh, like military style outfits on futuristic military style outfits. Mm-hmm. So we haven't really seen anything like this before. No. And one thing I do want to say is. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this because it, you know, because like like you said, it looks like another huge departure from what we're used to. And uh, given that it's anime, it's cell animation. Mm-hmm. You know, there are no constraints. They can do whatever the hell they want. You know, there's no constraints as far as, oh, well, you know, special effects. Well, we can't afford to do this, mm-hmm. or the CGI is not up to par. They can do whatever they want. I mean, you know. Japanese anime. I mean, look look at how many fantastic things you see in it. And uh, no, I mean, look, look look at the Atragon anime Toho made like twenty five years ago. Yes, and but amazingly enough, and I haven't heard a lot of people mention this. As huge as anime is in Japan, there has never been an anime of Godzilla. Mm-mm. There has been there have been two. American animated versions of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. The semi Barbera one and the uh, adaptation of the TriStar film. And uh, Godzilla has made appearances and cameos in other Japanese animes, most notably in the in the Daikon 3 and 4 films, mm-hmm. made, uh, coincidentally enough, by Hideaki Anno during the early days of uh, Daikon, no, no, now known as Gainax. Mm-hmm. Um... And there, there's a couple other things like uh, uh, Prefectural Earth Defense Force, the 1986 uh, uh, home video. That's one that had that animated Varan sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can see you know, the Godzilla references in a, quite a few other animes as yeah. well. I mean, we got we got this past summer we got Godzilla showing Shin Godzilla show up on Shin Chan. Yes, Crayon yeah, <laughs> Shin Chan. Yeah. yeah, you know, like like that. Yeah. It's it's like it's like WonderCon. This year, using one woman all over everything. It's like you took, you had the opportunity and you took it. Kudos. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's I mean, I'm I'm happy. It's not a traditional anime as you know you would think of. An- if you said anime today, a lot of people get like two or three things in their head. You either get like a Miyazaki film, which I personally don't consider anime. Miyazaki's stuff is not anime to me. That's that's on its whole different level. Or you're thinking of something like Naruto or Dragon Ball, you know, or <coughs> something like around that. Uh, this is more uh, along the lines of, um, it seems like it's more along the lines of a, um, uh, the recent, uh, well, it's a few years old now, but like the last Appleseed films where it's like a cell-shaded anime. Yes, yes, I was about to say that. Is, is that what this is going to be? Yeah, I, that's what it... It, that's what it's uh, it's looking like it's going to be. And I actually do believe, uh, I'll pull this up in a second while we're talking, that the same studio, Polygon Pictures, might actually have produced that. Let me pull that up right here. Oh, the Apple Seed movies. Mm-hmm. Well, they did, uh, okay, they did uh, stuff for uh, Mamoru uh, Oshi, uh, Oshi's uh, Innocence film, uh, and then they did... Um, Oh, that was uh, the Ghost in the Shell too. They did they did a lot of that, and they also did uh, his Skycrawlers film too. Um, 
And they did the CG for Transformers Prime. Um, and then they also they also did the CG for Tron Uprising. Huh, and a few episodes of Clone Wars as well. So they're they're not they're not screwing around. They yeah. they, and they did some work on Ultraman Cosmos, uh, the film as well. Mm. So let me look here. Um, yeah, another aspect that I, I find interesting too is uh, just recently, within the past forty eight hours, they mm. they uh, released a synopsis of the story. That's that, where, yeah, that's from going that to humanity is, is returning to Earth. Yeah. The, the entitled Monster Planet mm-hmm. um, after you know an extended time away because the basically the kaiju have taken over the planet. So and, I, uh, I, I got the yeah. synopsis right in front of me. I'm gonna well, it's roughly translated. It's like it feels like it's almost directly translated. Yes. So I'm gonna read this real quick. Um, so synopsis for Godzilla Monster Planet. Here's the story. So, last summer of the 20th of the 20th century, uh, that day, the human beings learned that they are not the only ruler of the planet Earth. Appearance of the giant living creatures, kaijus, and the ultimate existence that destroys all monsters, Godzilla. Through the battle against kaijus that lasted for half a century, human beings had experienced continuous defeat and finally plans to escape from Earth. Again, this is all translated from Japanese, so it's, it's, it reads a little weird. And in 2048, only those who were selected by the AI managed under the central government boarded the, inter, uh, the interstellar uh, immigrant spaceship uh, Arterim, which I'm not sure that's a direct translation for anything, and headed to Tal Cetus E. I think I'm saying that right. A planet beyond distance of 11.9 light years. However, the environmental condition difference between that of of Earth and Tau-E, which when they finally arrived after 20 years of travel, were far beyond predicted numbers, and the environment is not considerable habitable by human beings. A young man on the immigrant ship, uh, Haru, who saw his parents killed by Godzilla in front of his eyes when he was four years old, only has one thing on his mind for 20 years, to return to Earth and defeat Godzilla. Shut off from the possibility of immigration, as the living environment on the ship deteriorates, a group of Earth returnists led by Haru, become the majority and determined to head back to Earth through a dangerous long-distance hyperspace navigation. However, the Earth they return to has already passed in time of 20,000 years and has become an unknown world with an ecosystem uh, redesigned by Godzilla. So, processing that direct direct, uh, from Japanese to uh, English translation... There's a little bit of a Pacific Rim uh, kind of vibe to it. And then uh, we pretty much get a little bit of Interstellar in which, uh, if you saw Interstellar, there's a, you know, they play with the, um, with space travel time. Where it's, I've I've seen other reports where it breaks down. So it's 20 years there, 20 years, so it's like 40 years, roughly their time. They're in hypersleep. But on Earth... 20,000 years have passed. So all the stuff we've been seeing that has been slowly leaked out, the planet looks, you know, the, the environment that they show is, is like this lush alien world. Well, it's actually Earth. Little planet of the apes eat. And the monsters so it, run it. It also begs the question, uh, according to the, of the, to the synopsis, mm-hmm. are we going to see other kaiju? Well, here, I'm glad you brought that up. Because uh, part of the uh, b- uh, they came out with this announcement, as um, the rest of the cast was revealed today at a event oh. called uh, Anime Japan, uh, <coughs> Toho released 
this little thing, much like uh, Legendary did when they were prepping the hype train for, for Pacific Rim. There's a, there's a few similarities going on here. So there's uh, a thing called the uh, United Earth Investigation Report that was released, and it's all in Japanese. Um, someone broke it down, uh, roughly. Uh, it's, it's directly translated. But the uh, report does break down about the incidents that led to the human race having to flee. And they break it down as such. So it's much like Pacific Rim where... The first kaiju attacked San Francisco in 20... I think it was like 2016 uh, in their in their time. And then the subsequent attacks were all marked. Here's the list that they give us of uh, kaiju attacks, much like Pacific Rim, that happened. So the very first kaiju that appears of all kaijus is Kamakras. And he attacks New York. Wow. In 1999. Now, Mark, you sitting down? You ready yeah. for this one? I didn't even see this yet. Oh, yeah. This London, news to me. London in 2002 is attacked by none other than Dagora. Dagora? Yes. Wow. Yes. So, super obscure, ultra obscure kaiju. So, Dagora, London 2002. In 2005, both Rodan and Anguilus attack Beijing. And it's implied that they actually fight each other in Beijing causing a widespread direction, uh, destruction. Sydney in 2017. You ready? Yes. Dagara. Dagara? Yes. The author trilogy. Interesting. Yes. yes. And there, there's a little more to this. I'll get into it in a second. They, they kind of break things down, but this is the, the, the main breakdown I'm giving you here. Turkey in 2022 is attacked by Orga. Okay. And then finally, in 2030, Godzilla makes his first appearance. Wow. And uh, in his first appearance, he destroys both L.A. and Los Angeles within uh, three days. And while he's doing, while in his destruction, he kills three other kaijus that they haven't named on here yet. So pretty much, it's very, it's very reminiscent of James Stokoe's Godzilla Half Century War, uh, except Godzilla's not the first one that shows up. It's kind of reverse, where other monsters show up and Godzilla starts. Godzilla shows up and starts whomping ass. It seems like, um, and that's where things take off. So they break down. There's a rough translation in this report of the casualties. So uh, Kamakris, uh, in his attack on New York, roughly 2,500 people die when uh, in a 72-hour period. Um, uh, London, it's uh, roughly. F uh, you know, four hundred or four thousand people, or not, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah four thousand people. Uh, China, the the fight between um, uh, in Beijing, the, the fight between Anguilus and Rodan, eighty two or eight thousand, and then it just seems going. And then when they get to Australia, here's the thing. So uh, uh, Dagger, you know, when he shows up, sixty uh, sixty seven hundred people die, but uh, they they uh, the report goes on that a substance released from the monster has caused a bacterial infection and spread across the coast of Australia. So they're even adding the the brim, the little starship, the sea star creatures. So fascinating already. Like this, that that got me. Like I'm like, oh, awesome. That this, this, I, I if, even if they give us little flashbacks of this, yes. the fact that they're pulling this deep into like the lore. Is amazing, which goes to show you the wonders of animation. 
Yes, Dagora and Dagara mm-hmm. are two kaiju, two of the last kaiju I, I would have expected to see again. Exactly. You know, Dagara had, he's got potential for, like, he was cool enough of a design he could have been put into the main unit, and that looks like they're doing it. So, yes. So, I mean, if you're tiling a, a film called Monster Planet, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's going to be other monsters in this film. Now, I, the, I last, so. <laughs> the last bit of news that came out with the Anime Japan release was that this is not a single film. This is part one of a trilogy. So, yes. Uh, I have a theory on, on what's going to happen with this. So, And I got, I got a feeling that a lot of people aren't really going to care for this first film because if you look at the publicity material they released, so far we have no monster designs. There's absolutely no design for Godzilla. There's no design for any of the monsters. Or even really what monsters we're going to see. Now, this is all, what I just read off, was material for the film. So this is the backstory stuff. <coughs> Much like Pacific Rim, we might only get glimpses of it. Uh, I have a feeling that if we're, they're doing a planned trilogy, and this is one huge film broken into three parts, um, the first film is probably not going to be very kaiju-heavy. Uh, it might be more about the humans fleeing, and then a lot of drama on them coming back. Now, we do have a lot of, like, stuff with the mechs and stuff like that, and I got a feeling we're probably going to see a lot of build to that. Like, how they set to go to war with Godzilla. Um, with maybe some Godzilla in it, and then whatever 2 and 3 are going to be. So, the fact that, eight, well, Toho's never done a proper trilogy that was designed as a trilogy. We kind of got that a little bit with uh, the two Mechagodzilla. In fact, the first two Mechagodzilla films and the last two Mechagodzilla films are pretty much bookend. Uh, they're they're two parts of a whole. But other than that, we never really got anything past that. Other than maybe the loose universe they created in the uh, in the nineties. Yeah. Um, so interesting already. <clears throat> um, but I, there's something telling me that uh, we're not going to see a, a crap ton of mo- perhaps maybe not see a crap ton of monsters in this first film. This might be like an establishing film. With part two and three kind of being the all-out like bigger, bigger films. Now I know they said it's, it's part of a trilogy. Yes. Did they specify it's going to be three parts, or are we assuming that? I think it was implied. I think that's what it was implied. Um, uh, all the outlets are covering it as such. Yeah, because I, I was wondering, you know, what if it's kind of like the Animatrix, where yeah, where they're it's all three films, but stories. three totally different visions. It would be interesting, but they haven't announced any other creative team for the other two, and uh, <clears throat> it, this might be something that um, that I mean, if the way it's going, Toho, Toho obviously is like they're they they care little about what Legendary is doing. They're doing their own thing now, especially I think after Shin Godzilla show, it's like oh shit, well let's ride this gravy train as far as we go. But you know what? The beauty about this though, it gives a break between physical productions. Uh, films like a lot of people are are wondering like oh we're gonna get another Shin like no we're definitely not getting another Shin Shin and we should not get another Shin either like that movie should be one and done it's encapsulated it wraps up nice and neatly we shouldn't go anywhere else with that doing this though kind of pads out like we're getting an animated it's it's part of the series they counted it's they're officially counting it as the thirtieth film that Toho has produced. <coughs> But it's 
It's at the same time it's not a Godzilla film. There's no it's all animated. So it's its own kind of like weird little thing. <clears throat> so that gives gives the whole time that they do decide to go with another live action film down the road. Yes. Th- it does feel like that there's been a break between them. <clears throat> you know, and uh, you mentioned that uh, according to that synopsis you read, mm-hmm. uh, Dogora at least is part of the story. Yes. Whether or not he actually makes an appearance is unknown. Mm-hmm. But it won't, it won't be the first animated Dogora. Yes. So I'm I'm I if the 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 announcement of a trilogy, and again this is me just kind of taking an educated guess on this. Uh, I got a feeling they're going to dig deep. If they're if they're doing what I think they're doing, they're they're establishing a three part story. <clears throat> and when they finally when we get to when we get back to Earth, much like you know when apes have ruled it, then we have all the kaiju's. Uh, we're probably they they might be mining every single thing because it's not hard to draw the monsters instead of as you said, cre- sky's the limit with animation. Yes, you can put anybody in there. Exactly. And that seems like what they're doing. It's like. Okay, what obscure monster that we do not have to recreate a suit for? Let's put him in there. Let's put that in there. Like, <laughs> like they might put the freaking condor in there just for the 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 Odo Island condor just for shits and giggles. Yes. Like we yes. can see that stuff, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that they give them their all unique. Like, oh, they all get redesigned. Like, I'm hoping that they don't stick to you know like. They they go they they give them I, I if they're if you're giving us animation, give us something wild and imaginative with it. I go go absolutely bonkers with it. Like go all out. Like give a bit that you know where it'll work in animation. Something that would work in animation that wouldn't necessarily be translated well to a live action film. Give Godzilla the biggest shoulders and massive spikes you can come up with. Like make him huge. Give Angelus like. Just turn him into like a wrecking ball, like li- like as much as Final Wars tried to do that, or make and actually make him stand upright like a proper, uh, you know, quadruped too, like <laughs> instead of like the knees dragging on the ground, which is part of the you know it's part of the charm, but like yeah, let's go with that. Give us uh, <clears throat> just yeah, give us give us all that. Like they're bringing Orga back. They're uh, you know, give us a new King Caesar. Uh, a new Gorosaurus. I mean, hell, new Varan. Yep. He's overdue. He's way overdue. New Megalon. All that. Like, sky's the the damn limit. Do what? Do exactly what IDW did. They're like, we have these licenses. We have the the use of these characters. Shove them all in there. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Just make sure we get our money's worth. So, exactly. we might even get we might even get the American one in here. Who knows? Like, it seems like. Th- and you know what? I mean, I do hope. I do hope. We get an original monster or two as well. Because, oh yeah, it's you know, I think it's about time we get something new. Yeah, I, I, w- I would think that would be a given, but yeah. we'll see. And I got a feeling that you know, going animation, if they're doing that. Oh, like the Bandai, the figurines alone are just going to be off the yeah. chart. Yes, like, I'm pretty sure that that was not a hard decision on shows where it's like, well, we can design whatever we want. Okay, let go wild, and we can make a figure out of it. So. Oh yeah, that's definitely one of the first considerations about it. <laughs> yes. So, and you can do the mo- like the the max the, the mech designs look pretty cool. <clears throat> uh, I'm just I'm it's going this is I got a feeling this is going to be a lot like Shin Godzilla. There's going to be a lot of hardcore fans but like what what am I watching? What is this? So yes. But you know what? Roll with it. If we've had nothing nothing up until Shin Godzilla where it was by the book. 
and now like they're willing to let uh, you know, they're willing to let other people spread their wings on it, and if they're going to do it, run all the way with it, so I, I, have, yeah. I have hope for this film. Yeah, and you know, I, I've mentioned that before. Um, <coughs> you know, Godzilla is just such an iconic character, 30 films under his belt, mm-hmm. you know, and countless other, you know, TV shows, things like that, and uh, I mean, just like James Bond, just like Sherlock Holmes, Tarzan characters like that. There have been many different incarnations of Godzilla, and Godzilla is at the point now where, you know, you can have really disparate, varied interpretations of the character. I mean, even the even the original films. Mm-hmm. You no, know, you watch you watch the original fifty four film, then you watch Godzilla vs Megalon. You can't believe it's the same character. Yeah. No, and now, like you said, with Shin Godzilla. Um, you know they they really departed from a lot of from the norm. All the other films, yeah. you know the the the, the back rays, you know the the ray coming out of the tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah. But you know it's it's Godzilla. Yeah, it's still Godzilla, it, and it's got me excited. I I, I, I it's, yeah. It's not, you know, like there was, you know, 20 years ago when we're sitting around. I mean, God, you realize it's like we're coming on to the 20th anniversary of the Millennium series now. Yeah, and uh, and another thing that makes me interested in it as well mm-hmm. is um, if anybody knows doesn't know the name Norman England. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, written a lot of articles. He's pretty knowledgeable. He's been living in Japan for the past 30 years, and uh, he works in a lot of productions. Um, he writes an article for monthly article for uh, Egahiho, which is a Japanese movie magazine. Um, apparently, he kind of let it slip that he was hired to do some translation for the film, oh. and so he's seen. I guess he's seen a script. I guess he's seen quite a bit of it, and uh, all he said was, "This is very, very interesting." <laughs> And hearing that from him, mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, I'm really intrigued now. Yeah. So, in beauty is, we don't have long to wait. Like, what, eight months? So It'll, it'll be here before we know it. Exactly. It, you know, hopefully it'll be, it'll be, ne- be a nice Christmas present nestled between the next Star Wars and this. So, yeah. and possibly Justice League. So, uh, on that note, Jessica, are you there? Yes. I sure am. So, uh, moving on from the anime, there is other news out there. What else has been going on since we've been out? Uh, you know, people have been really eyeing on Pacific Rim Uprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of seeing what the news are, the speculations. I know the big thing was obviously casting, which is things that you and I have talked about as in the past. As far as we know, and two people are so I think. Yeah, yeah, I think people are just really excited to see kind of where this next sequel goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't, I haven't really looked into the synopsis or anything, and I don't believe it, it's out, is it? No, it's not. They have like a, they, no, it's not. No. So there's a lot of speculation. Pretty much. Kind only... of, you know, what what it's supposed to be. And I do know recently we got to see, we were talking about the Jaegers. Yes. Especially with the with the United States one. 
So So it was it was interesting. It was at toy it was at a I guess it wasn't even toy fair. It was at a um it was at a uh what is it? A, a merchandising trade show. So these are the show yeah. these these are the yeah. shows for, for the uninitiated um <clears throat> Uh, big studios, license holders, will uh, go out and sell these, sell, sell their, sell, like pitch their license, like, hey, we got this coming up, and it's got potential across the board for this. Or, at the same time, you have people, you have companies that have already acquired licenses to pre-existing things, and are trying to sell their products to stores. So there are reps from, you know, like Target and stuff like that, like, and like, okay, so. What do you got coming out? And Nike will be like, well, we got this or that. And, you know, people show off their wares. So at one of these shows... You know, licensing... Yeah, yeah, licensing expos. I've seen things... I know a couple years ago, mm-hmm. I've had friends who go to the licensing expo. There is one, I believe, out in Vegas. Yes. And you may not see anything at Comic-Con, any kinds of conventions, but somebody can possibly snap a picture at CinemaCon or licensing expo. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a sneak peek into future franchises. Yes. I think that's where I first saw the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle poster was actually at a licensing expo. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at any film or any comic book convention. A friend of mine had went to the expo for business reasons of her own, and she just happened to see seven or eight posters up of films that haven't come out yet and we only know the titles. So what happens is they'll take pictures, either sometimes the pictures stay up, but she said that soon after she noticed that her picture was taken down mm. online. So it, I think those are really good kind of, the internet can be a wonderful place <laughs> where you can be able to find kind of teasers and Easter eggs and other things for things like that. So I believe what you were saying was Pacific Rim 2 Uprising was actually shown at some sort of marketing, merchandising, or licensing expo. Yes. And that would make a lot of sense before yeah. it even hits any comic book or film convention. Yes. So, and uh, much like a lot of these things where these aren't people in charge of the actual production or anything. They're given stuff, and their job is to go and sell. So they don't know, half the time they don't even care what they have. They just need to sell it. And a lot of times they're they're kind of inadvertently releasing things that even the studio wasn't ready to release yet. So uh, it's one such expo, I believe, it was in Brazil, where a lot of these do come out of. We got our first shot at the new Jaegers from Pacific Rim Uprising, uh, and uh, <clears throat> there are three of them that we see. There's what is obviously the the main hero Jaeger, which is a v- very much a throwback to Gypsy ja- Gypsy Danger, just drastically redesigned, much more, much much leaner, a little bit meaner, and it's got the the Voltron wings coming out of the back too. And then uh, to the side, what looks like an Almagran of uh, of uh, Coyote Tango, the one that um, the Idris Elba pilots, yes, and Cherno uh, um, uh, Alpha, like a combination of that. And then the most interesting one, which looks like it, a new variation of Crimson Typhoon with uh, the Japanese Jaeger um, Tactic Ronin, which I got a feeling this actually might be a new Tactic Ronin, because that's kind of like a Jaeger that's kind of built like a, a small following in the, the Pacific Rim fan base, because 
It has a lot of cool backstory to it that we'll probably never get, except for I think it was featured in the comics. But other than that, it's uh, it's an awesome design. So we got three designs. They're not <clears throat> they're a little more si they're a little more anime-ish than the original Jaeger designs we get. So <clears throat> clearly, Stephen Denight is kind of taking this film and it towards a little more of its anime roots than I would say than perhaps Guillermo del Toro did with it. Now, we don't know anything else about these other than they look pretty cool. They're far more um, uh, anthropomorphic and humanoid in their design than the last few were. The, you know, the, the Jaegers, you look at them, they're, for the most part, they're very mechish. They're not. They're not too what I call American mechish, where it's like very military grade, like practicality. They went a little more anime with with the with the humanoid forms, but this one there's a lot like. Oh, I don't see how this would ever work in reality, but cool. It looks nice. Very a little more going to guy than than say like a Gundam, <clears throat> and I'm all for that. So what say you, Jessica? You know, I, I do really like them. I, I always, you know, it wasn't a very radical change. Mm -hmm. We're not talking Michael Bay's Transformers here. Thank God. So, I, <laughs> so it wasn't, I was okay with it. I do very much look forward to it. I am ready for the backlash of people who will compare it to anime, mm -hmm. as they did in the first film. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that if it's a sequel and time has elapsed, from the first film to the second film, I'm not talking like real-time, mm -hmm. film time, then there should be upgrades, and there should be changes to to Seek, to Mecca, to whatever it is. Mm. So I was actually fine and cool with it. I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't look at it and say to myself, wow, this is overkill, or this looks stupid. Well, so I think, <clears throat> I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm hoping by Comic-Con we see something. The film comes yeah, out... Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comic-Con, definitely. It comes out February. It comes out the day before my birthday. So I know... I know what Chris is... Chris knows what he's doing for his birthday weekend. Um, so I, I'm hoping... I'm hoping again so... I'm, but if I know my, my marketing, Comic-Con will be where they'll make the first real appearance of it. WonderCon is next weekend. Warner Brothers is going to have something there, but... Actually, no, Warner Brothers isn't putting this out, though. Universal is, so... Yeah, they definitely will have that there. I got a feeling Legendary is going to have something for for us at Comic Con. Like they'll have another panel on their own, and this will be one of the things that they they promote. That's probably where we'll where we'll get the trailer. Where we'll finally get like a full cast release. There's only two people in this film that that we know of. Well, there's a few others, but for the most part, like the two main actors are Scott Eastwood and John Boyega. Like we don't know who else is in this film really. Um. Other than that, yeah, it's all up in the air. Like, no story, no nothing. It's it's kind of weird. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of nervous people. Like, Universal isn't real high on, on shoving this thing out. Um, but Legendary, I think, is fronting the, most of the bill for this thing, too. And, uh, yeah, if it doesn't do well here, we're not getting any more. If it does exceptionally well, like, it's going to have to do gangbusters in China to really to give us anything else. That's the only reason we're getting this one in the first place. It, it does have a following, but... <coughs> uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the February release will give it a lot more breathing room, but it still has an opportunity to completely 
fall flat on its face if it doesn't turn out to be anything worthwhile. I don't think it will be, but mm, we'll see. It's it, it's still it's it's a we- it, I don't know. It's kind of weird. The circumstances around this film kind of make me nervous about it. Not that it's going to be bad, but just if this is going to be it, I don't know. I, it's it's hard to kind of put words to it, but it's it's kind of weird feeling. It, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, Universal or uh, at least properly markets this thing. So, um, we do. I do know. I mean, we do know that. Uh, for one, Nika does not have the license for this film. They will not be producing figures for this line. So, no kaiju's and no Jaegers from them. Uh, of all people, of all companies, Bluefin, the uh, company that releases all the SH figure arts, uh, stateside have the license, and they will be doing Gundam-style kits for the Jaegers. They have announced that already. As for the Kaiju, don't know yet. So, that could be something that maybe Bandai uh, Japan will probably be handling under their SH line. So, we could be seeing some Monster Art Jaegers coming out. Who knows? Uh, we should know pretty soon. So, hopefully. Just know this, people. Even if this film sucks, go support it, because the more the, the more that we should... Kong's doing well. If this does well, we get more more monsters and more mech. We, we get l- more everything. So, <clears throat> just know that. Because if, for those who weren't around in the dark times, yeah, 10 years to 13 years of nothing, yeah, it's a long time to go. Like, you're you're desperate for just about anything that comes your way. And then we get a Cloverfield. And then, uh, yeah. And, yeah, it's times I'd like to talk about. So. <laughs> we all know how much you love Cloverfield. <sighs> Damn it! I hate that movie. People look at me like why my own my own brother and father still cannot wrap their heads around why I don't like that film. They're like they both yell at me like, "You love Godzilla, you love all that stuff." I'm like, "Yeah," and that's that. What that film is is exactly why a, a lot of you know people poo poo those those the Japanese films because they don't get it. They think they get it. It's like trying to. They're trying to build a Porsche from just looking at the Porsche. They they don't even pop the engine. They don't know what goes on underneath. They're just like, oh yeah, I can do that, and they just create a a, a sleek body but with nothing inside. So that's my that's my best comparison I can give that 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 movie is hollow and I don't know. I see I saw people bitch about things with Pacific Rim and praise Cloverfield. I'm just like they're. No, no, no. You, no. Head, your head is too far up your ass to realize what you're talking about. So, all right, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go in that diatribe right now. <laughs> Real quick, I have to mention, Mystery Science Theater is returning. Uh, for a lot of you, this is how you watched Gamera back in the day, um, because uh, they had pretty much all of the Sandy Frank releases, uh, and they tore into them pretty damn good. They are among some of the best episodes of that show. Uh, if if you weren't alive when Mystery Science Theater was on, Mystery Science Theater is a show about a dude and his two robot buddies forced to sit to watch crappy films and they riff on them. So it's pretty much, they were, they were the nerds before there were proper nerds. So, um... They, uh, the Joel, uh, uh, Joel Hodson, the creator of the show, the original Joel Robinson, uh, went on Kickstarter last year and, uh, got 
got a new series. He's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to raise funds to do a 13 episode series. Originally, it was going to be like a reunion movie. He's like, if we just get this much, we can do a movie. We can, we can bring it. We, I can do what I want to do, and that'd be great. If we get this much, we can do six episodes. And we hit this stretch goal, we can do a full 13. They hit the stretch goal with like, with I think it was a month uh, Kickstarter. They hit it within like the first two weeks. So this thing got funded pretty fast. So it goes to show that there's there's a lot of want and love for uh, Mystery Science Theater. And then it turned out uh, Netflix, who wasn't going to want to pay for the show, but they're like, we'll we'll dis- we'll we'll distribute it for you. We have no problem with that. No skin off our back because we're not forking out any money whatsoever for this thing. So uh, next month, uh, the brand new Mystery Science Theater returns to Netflix. I bring this up not just because you know. Their ties to showing a few Godzilla films and a lot of Gamera films. They are going to be riffing on a film that I am shocked and slightly appalled they never got to during their initial run, which is the 60s opus that is Reptilicus. I am ecstatic beyond remorse that they are tearing into this turret of a film. Mark, am I being facetious to say Reptilicus is not a great film by any means? Uh, yeah, you're... But look, I love crappy movies. I love look, some of the worst films. Uh, but even... <laughs> there, there's, things to stri- there's things to stretch. Ah, excuse me. There Reptilicus things- pushes uh, <laughs> my limits. Yeah. It's a great design. It's, it's cool to see mm. uh, an attempt, no, a European attempt at a kaiju monster. I mean, this is not a dinosaur. This is, nope. uh, you know, this is very kaiju-esque. Yeah. Um, just the effects, it, while kudos for practical effects, it's still a little kind of shot of puppet. <laughs> There are literally scenes where the puppet is just kind of like it's almost done like a marionette in many ways. Yeah. Like it's it's all it's it's almost uh, Team America. It's in some shots. Like you can see the, the strings. Yeah. If, if for those who really like Reptilicus, um, there's a fantastic book that it's out of print now, but uh, it was released about 15 years ago by author Kip Dotto, and uh, it's called Reptilicus: The Screenplay, and it goes through the various stages of when Replicus was made mm-hmm. as a complete transcript copy of the uh, script. Mm-hmm. It talks about the differences between the American and Danish versions, you know, the, the missing flying scenes from the American version that were in the Danish version. Mm-hmm. It even has that sheet music for the, the musical numbers for the Danish version. And uh, it, it, it's pretty interesting. And then also, uh, you know, Replicus did spawn a uh, short-lived comic book series mm-hmm. here in America in the 60s, and also uh, a sequel was planned by Sid Pink, and actually there was test footage. It was eventually reworked and retitled Reptisaurus, mm-hmm. much like the uh, retitling of the comic book series from the 60s, and uh, it was uh, did air on the Sci-Fi Channel. Hmm. This was a movie called Reptisaurus, where they did, uh, that originally started out as a sequel to Reptilicus. It was, you know what? I didn't know about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we had a little technical boo-boo. Hopefully I edited it out very well, so you might hear a little skip. There's no way I can fix what just happened. Um, yeah, we just... Uh, Skype is being a pain in the ass tonight. I'll just put it at that. 
<coughs> so yes, Mystery Science Theater comes back April 14th. Um, maybe do a little something fun for that when that comes out too, because it is an interesting cornerstone of our fandom as well. Like I said, that's how a lot of people saw Gamma for the first time. So I, I, that's how I saw Gamma versus Gauss and Gamma versus Garen for the very first times. And it was weird going back to watch those films without the jokes being made, and I, it's hard to watch them without hearing those said jokes in my head, too, so... I've never seen any of them. You've never seen the Mystery Science Theater cameras? Uh, I don't know. That, we got to rectify... They're on, you, they're on YouTube, Mark. You have to watch Probably, them. Yeah. They're all I know is... All I know is I hate that fucking turtle meat song. <laughs> Boy, Gamera's really neat. Gamera is made of turtle meat. Look, I mean, people like always singing that song. It's like, okay, you know, I guess it's kind of amusing the first time, but people get singing over and over again. Look, it's not that funny. It's like, <laughs> that's the way I just personally feel about it. I prefer I prefer Elvira's. Let's go, camera. Yeah, it's fun. I'm not gonna play the whole thing right now. <laughs> I just wanted to. Bring no, it. I much prefer Elvira's translation <laughs> of the song from Gamma Super Monster. Oh my God! <laughs> you ever seen that one? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Open your mouth and burn them all to death. Open your mouth and mm. burn them all to death. <laughs> Gamera Super Monster, for those who have not seen it, is a... It's the Godzilla's Revenge of the... Ga of the uh, oh, I wouldn't even give it that. I would not give it that <laughs> at all. Godzilla's Revenge at least had something coherent going on with it. This, this was... Look, Roger Corman would applaud the, the budget, the, 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 the cost-cutting of this film. Of what they did. Now, I I did not see anything. Pa I saw Gamera. I saw parts of Gamera vs. Paragon, and uh, I saw Gauss and Guerin. Those were the only Gamera movies I saw before I saw Super Monster. And being like 11 years old, I w no internet. I didn't know what the order of the Gamera films were, or really how many there were. I had my neighbor record this on TBS at like three in the fucking morning. Sorry about that. Sorry about the language. I'll try to cut that out. Um, <clears throat> so when I sat there and watched it, I had no idea Virus or Zegra even existed. Yeah, the same thing here. I saw Gamera Super Monster before I even knew of the existence of the of the Zegra movie. Yeah. I thought I thought that was like the one original scene shot for the film. <clears throat> it wasn't until a couple years later that I saw Zegra. Yeah. It, but I, I first saw Gamera Super Monster. It aired when... Elvira was still a local show here on Channel 9 in L.A. Mm -hmm. And the movie Macabre, that's the first time I saw Gamma Super Monster. I'd never even heard of it. <clears throat> but I will say this about the movie. <clears throat> it's actually a good movie to show young kids to get them into Gamma because they get to see all the monsters in one movie. Yeah, it's a highlight. It's a highlight. Yeah, it's a it's, highlight reel, basically. It's Dai's cheap destroy all monsters. Yes, complete with a Star Destroyer. Yeah, very much so. Like, uh, they're, like... Not since the uh, the Indian Superman, or the Turkish Superman, has there been such blatant ripoffs. Yes. Of special effects. So. Even the opening shot of the of the Xanon spaceship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doing the whole, uh, you know, 
trainer run chase. Oh god, yeah, it's oh that that's that's gonna be you know I might dedicate a, an episode to how insane that film is because just the fact that that thing exists the way it exists there are laws preventing that film to be made today like you could not get away with that today uh, okay we'll have to get back into that one day let's let's wrap things up mark something big happened while else while we're gone we're talking, trying to get you up things Shin got something Shin Godzilla got a little recognition while we were gone did it not yes Shin Godzilla swept the Japanese Academy Awards. It won seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Let let that sink in. A Godzilla movie. Yes. Won an Academy Award. It's Japanese Academy Award, but it's still an Academy Award for Best Picture. Yes. On top of the six other awards, which included Director, which went to both Anno and Higuchi, Best best visual effects. Uh, best outstanding <coughs> right here. Uh, so best film editing, best outstanding achievement. And there's like, like all the technical awards. It just it got every single technical award. Best outstanding achievement in art direction. Best outstanding achievement in sound recording, cinematography, and lighting direction. So much like how last year. Um, uh, Mad Max Fury Road swept all the technical stuff. This is what would have happened if Mad Max actually won the Best Picture Award, too. Like, it would have been like, you know, that, oh my god, dreams do come true. <laughs> but 60 plus years, a Godzilla movie, I don't even think it's ever been nominated for a Japanese Academy Award. I don't even think the original got nominated. I don't, Well, then again, I don't even think the Japanese Academy Awards were around then yet. I think they're still fairly young in comparison to our Academy Awards. I think there's only I think they're only 40 years old right now. Um, but award-winning, award win in a big award too. Best Picture. We're living in Bizarro World. <laughs> we are definitely in Bizarro World. Like we shall be. All of our shirts should be inside out. We shall be talking backwards and uh, made of like weird metal. I don't know, but it, it it's astounding. Like I don't think we here in America can grasp how much this movie like took Japanese audiences. Like you were there, you saw it firsthand, Mark. You both, you and Jessica both saw it firsthand. Yes, I I attended the first public screening uh, opening night. And. What, what, again, refresh people who didn't hear that episode. At what time was the first screening? 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Over here we do 7 o'clock, even midnight. For some reason, 1 a.m. seems way out of the way. For I don't know why that seems un... And we, when we got out of the theater, <laughs> as we walked out about 2.15, 2.30 a.m., <laughs> Japanese time, the lobby was still packed with people for the next show. Wow. There were showings all night. Wow. And it was afterwards that I walked down to the uh, 24, uh, Hidakaya, mm -hmm. one of the 24-hour ramen places, and that's when you and I began a discussion over <laughs> <laughs> as Facebook I'm, Messenger. Yeah, as I'm, as I'm standing in front of my buddy's house in Ontario, 
like, it, it, did, did you watch it? It's like, oh yes. Okay, start spoiling things for me. I need to know. I gotta know what's going on. And yeah, it, 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 I still have that exchange. It's epic. It's just like, Mark trying, Mark, like, you can, I, you can even read that you're kind of like weary-eyed in your, in your text, but there's like a weird, like, kick you're on to at the same time. It's, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was still excited, you know, just for the whole experience to be there at the flagship Toho Theater in Shinjuku, you know, right below the Godzilla head on top of the Hotel Gracery, mm-hmm. and, you know, going and seeing it, and, you know, being in the crowd, you know, they had, I was standing there as they just brought out cases of the, uh, of the program for Shin Godzilla, so we were the, one of the first to get them. Mm-hmm. We opened them up and see spoilers right away. Lasers coming out of his back and out of his tail. What in the hell? Yeah. And you know, I'm there, and out of nowhere, Shinpei Hayashi walks up to me. Mark! Also, Youth Game Key from Kokobunji Studios. You know, I'm, I'm meeting Japanese friends to, who were there for the first showing as well. It was, it was really something else. And I'm sitting there with a the bowl and robin in front of me. You know, my girlfriend's falling asleep because she's tired mm-hmm. next to me. But I'm sitting there with a the bowl of ramen, texting you, telling you all about it. And you're asking me, was there another kaiju? No. No. There was not another kaiju, but there were other, technically, uh, there were. They were earlier forms of Godzilla. What? Because <laughs> none of this was known at that time. Nope. No, there were there were rumblings of such things, but like they were they were unfounded. Like it was it seemed like someone was pulling something out of their ass. And yeah, you and I got uh, <clears throat> some misinformation by someone at a G Fest. Yeah, yeah. Who seemed really upset by it too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was like, Ooh. yeah. There was a kernel of truth to it, though. There was a so, some of the stuff was was on on point. Yeah. But the, but uh, he was not killed by a plane. No. Like the '98 film. No. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. No, it really shows how like. <clears throat> look, as much as I love Final Wars, it, it didn't exactly grab the the like it, it the whole Millennium series in general didn't really grab audiences. This grabbed people. It grabbed it grabbed the Japanese audience in a big bad way. I don't know if it was just the fact that they waited so long, and mi- the nostalgia wave returned, or was it the fact that Ano was actually doing it. I, I'm pretty sure it's a little column A and a little column B. Yes. But the fact that it was something in it made as much money as it did. It was in it was on top of the charts at the box office for as long as it was. Really, I mean, and the fact that it's not even it's. I mean, it's it's an interesting Godzilla movie, but there's it uh, there's I mean, he doesn't fight another monster. It's just Godzilla, and there there's a point even the film points out. It's like, what's he doing? He's just walking. Yeah. It's kind of what he does the whole film. It's a little Lord of the Rings where he's just walking. People ate it up. So obviously there's a cultural yeah. wall that we're just peeking over and looking into. But yeah, this <laughs> film spoke in a big bad way to to, to Japan. But it, it but it, it could have been too the radical departure that they used you know, with mm-hmm. with the earlier forms and the new powers that made it different enough where it's, it just wasn't the eighty four film all over again. Yeah, not only that, but next to no practical effects either. It's all yeah. computer. It's like it's an actual big budget film. Even though there were scenes that were shot with practical effects, mm-hmm. but you know, much of it wasn't used. Because in the in the brand new Blu-ray release, you see some of those. Back then, when uh, last summer, I did actually have 
the, the wonderful treat of seeing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shizo Nakajima, the director of Wolfman vs. Godzilla, you know, he was on the set on, of Toho when they were filming with that big uh, puppet, mm-hmm. and he shot some some video and he showed it to us. So we got to see that way back then, and uh, it was just amazing to see. So uh, you can we officially say that you're going to be sitting next to an Academy Award, or you're going to be seen an Academy Award winner, uh, in in um, Dallas. In Dallas, and let's remind everybody he's going. Higuchi is going to he's returning to G Fest, like MacArthur returning to the Philippines. He's coming back. Um, this this summer, I believe that they announced that a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So, big if you're going out there, big 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 deal. So, go go bring your camera boxes. I'm sending stuff with Mark. He's gonna he's gonna be my emissary to get stuff signed. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, we live in an age where Godzilla is a uh, an Academy Award winning film. It's, it's, it's an awesome age to be alive. All right, that is going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you, everybody, for being patient with us as we took a break. Uh, we're going to get things back on track. April will be back to a normal schedule. We have some awesome uh, things planned. Uh, I'm going to try to implement them. Um, Mark has uh, pitched a few cool episodes. I'm like, no, no, we have to do this. So uh, I'm promising big, big bad things for the next few months. So uh, do... Stay tuned. On that note, Jessica. Actually, wait, Mark. Before we do that, do you have anything else you want to uh, to, to push? Uh, yeah, uh, there's a couple of events coming up, uh, live things for those. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, for those in Southern California area, if you're going to be here the first uh, or second weekend of um, April, uh, April, mm-hmm. April seventh through ninth, Monster Palooza is happening at Pasadena Convention Center. And in addition to a lot of the horror guests like Robert England, Kane Otter, and such, uh, we have a couple of uh, Japanese guests. Uh, Yoshida-san, the, um, the suit actor who played Godzilla in GMK. Uh, he also played, I think, Death Ghidra in the Heisei Mothra trilogy. And he played Zeram in the Zeram films. And you and, say he brings Zeram because... Yes, say Zeram because the the designer of Zeram, Keita Amamiya, famous illustrator, also the man behind uh, Moon of Tao, uh, Garo, uh, also worked on uh, Kamen Rider Z.O. and Kamen Rider J. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mechanical Violator Hakiger, one of your favorites, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorites as well. He will be there also, so it'll be a rare opportunity to meet uh, Keita Amamiya. So that's happening uh, in Pasadena, April 7th and 9th. Uh, then in May, at the end of May, May 26th through 28th, in Dallas, Texas, is the famous Monsters Convention. They're going to have a lot of you know, more horror guests than sci-fi guests, a lot of uh, actors from Star Trek Next Generation. But they have two Japanese guests who will be there. The aforementioned Shinji Higuchi, along with, in his first... U.S. convention appearance, Keiichi Sakurai, cinematographer of Shin Godzilla, and of a lot of the uh, Toho films. I think he's been working in Toho since, like, the 70s. Um, I happened to meet Mr. Sakurai for the first time uh, when we uh, 
did our tour of Toho Studios in 2014. Uh, he was filming the Attack on Titan at the time, and uh, you got reunited with Robert Scott Field, who was with us when I was working on my doc. Um, and then also ran into Mr. Sakurai this past summer, and of course Jessica was there too. We had uh, a dinner at Kaiju Sakaba in Kawasaki. Uh, it was a gathering of uh, the Monster Attack Team fanzine. Uh, Matt Frank was there. Uh, uh, Yuji Kaida showed up unannounced. It was a great time. Mr. Sakurai was there, and uh, Shizuo Nakajima, and a lot of other people. It was, it was a great time. Awesome. So do, uh, do if you're in the especially if you're in the Dallas area, rare rare treat. So go definitely get down there and go check that out. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, I believe. So get, you have no excuse. Just go. Just go out there. Get, go. Go bring your stuff. Go get inside. Show uh, the world. Show. Show these people that uh, the Western audience has much love for the, for the, for these things. All right. On that note, Jessica, are you there? Yes, I am. Where can the good people find more of our work? We are on Facebook as the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are also on there, also on Twitter as the Kaiju Kingdom. We that's also our Gmail, which is the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, and that's where Chris spends a, a great amount of just updating us with all kinds of Kaiju info news, especially on our Facebook page. And we really enjoy all the interaction that we get and the comments that we get as well. We do. <clears throat> and uh, while we're at it, Jessica, you have a few things to promote. What do you have coming up? Uh, so right now I actually have WonderCon, which has moved back from L.A. Convention Center. It was just there for a year, but now it's back at the Anaheim Convention Center. And it's basically it. run by the same people who run Comic-Con uh, San Diego Comic-Con, run by Comic-Con International. So it's like a little sister uh, convention run by the same people. And it's the weekend of Easter, oh, March so you, 31st. Not, not, not to, this year. Not this year. Easter is... Oh, is it not? No, Easter is April, I think, 17th or something like that. So, yeah, we're like two, oh, we're three weeks it? out from Easter. Yeah, it's... um. It's this the first time in like the since it's been coming down to Anaheim that it's not on Easter weekend. So actually, you are correct. Chris is correct. I am actually incorrect. Well, but it is not on Easter. However, it is March thirty first through April second. Yes. Right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That it is. So it is on those. So you know, for those who want to attend church and go to a convention, you don't got to choose. Nope. So Which Jessica can't. has been having to do that. You can go to both. Yeah. <laughs> So, what are you doing? You have some things going on at WonderCon. Uh, yes, I actually am going to be on four panels. I am moderating three, and I am a guest on one of them. And the three that I am moderating is The Rise of Latin Superheroes in DC, Marvel, and beyond. So, especially with all the diversity coming up and the new Miss America in Marvel, her own solo series... I'm basically discussing it with fans and also writers of uh, Latin superhero comics. The person who voiced Blue Beetle, Eric Lopez, on the Young Justice animated show will be on there. So he is one of our uh, guests, actually, on the panel. So I'm really excited, especially since I think people are still talking about Young Justice Season 3 yeah. Oh, yeah. coming onto Netflix. 
So basically, we have him. him. Yeah, and we have many other really great guests on there. I'm also am doing the psychology of Harry Potter, so the four houses of Hogwarts, and we'll be talking. To, I have different psychologists that are on there, and other fans and experts talking about kind of personality traits that kind of put you into each specific home, each specific house of Hogwarts. I am also doing a panel with Hope Larson, and she's great, and we have many other people on that one as well. And the one that I'm a guest on is regarding how female characters are portrayed in pop culture, that we, we should not be and shouldn't always be the damsel in distress. There's also other really great female characters as well, and it's moderated by Katrina Hill. So those are the four that I am on. Fantastic. Moderating or on. What days, do you know what days those are on? Uh, yes, two of them are on the Psychology of Harry Potter and Latin Superheroes is on Friday. Women in Popular Culture with Katrina Hill is on Saturday. And on Sunday is my panel with uh, uh, Hope Larson. All right. Well, you can find that more uh, specifically on those on wondercon.org under the programming. Uh, if you're going, uh, I would get tickets now. Saturday is already sold out as we record this. But you can still get the three-day passes, which will get you on Saturday. And if not, come Friday. Come say hi to Jessica. I'll be there. I'll be hanging around because this is... WonderCon is now is my goof-around uh, convention. I don't do any work there unless I absolutely have to. But it is... If you ever want to... If you've always wanted to go to Comic-Con but didn't want to deal with the crowds, this is the show to go to. It's held in beautiful Anaheim. The convention, one of the best convention centers on the face of the earth. And it's a great show. It's a great vibe. It gives you just a little sampling of everything that Comic-Con does. So do check that out. Go And then I'll, well, I myself also will be at uh, Monster Palooza as well. I will be there with the Tokusatsu Network crew. Uh, they're going to be there covering it, so I'm going to be there helping them out. And, uh, oh, before I forget, uh, I keep forgetting to mention this. I do a monthly column now for the Tokusatsu Network. I think I brought it up a few months ago, but I had to take a hiatus. It's back as of January. Uh, it's the film... I'm, I'm doing the monthly film club. Uh, this month, uh, we, I covered King Kong vs. Godzilla. And then uh, I got something I'm in the works for for next month. And then uh, I'm doing a little prelude to the uh, coming of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling to America for them. So uh, check them out. TokusatsuNetwork.com uh, uh, Paula Gatos is the head honcho over there. She runs it with an iron fist, but uh, she does a damn good job. So go give them some love and tell them we sent, uh, sent you there. Um, on that note, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for being patient with us. We're back in action now. Uh, for myself, Jessica, and Mark, thanks for listening, guys. 